TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, episode 463. You are listening to a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce is my name, and every single week, the greatest, most incredible, entertaining health practitioner you have ever met. A lot of health practitioners are like boring science types. This guy is the rock star of wellness and longevity. He would rock a rock concert better than Freddie Mercury. He is Dr. Damien Christoph, and we are blessed with his company once again. Rockstar, how are you? Piercy, you're hilarious. I've actually seen you dressed up as Freddie Mercury. And Don't know who you're talking you about. tear the stage up. And if anybody wants to see that, um, they won't be able to find it. They won't I be able to find video it. video <laughs> for that, and I'll put that up on Facebook. You won't be able to find it. I've got it. I've Doesn't saved exist. It. Never happened. Box. I've got it everywhere. Can't be found. One of the greatest videos of all time is PC dressed up as Freddie Mercury. Um, was it We Are the Champions? Is that what you're saying? I'm uh, saying you say? Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga. Because yes. um, we're talking all about podcasts. Else. Anyway, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. A guitar nearly landed in Steph Northeast's heavily pregnant <laughs> belly. That's a belly story belly. for another day. That's Brett right. Hill just smashed the only guitar he's ever smashed in his life and it flung back. <laughs> it's a bit of a hairy moment. It was hairy. Yeah. There was a lot of hair, I've got to tell you. Julie Hill, who says, do it, we all want to see. Julie, you'll never find it. I promise you. It's hidden. Hidden in the back burner in the basement of Facebook. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I was talking to Piercy. I'm going to segue right from there like this. I'm going to segue like leaping from Earth to the moon. And um, I was talking to Piercy before we went live on our last episode our last episode episode 462 and we were talking about um human connection and i then segued to well there's no point us living a human connection if we don't have a a good quality planet um and vice versa no point having a good quality planet if we don't have human connection what's the point of having a good planet if we're not going to talk to each other you know really Let's face it. Why would we go and invest gazillions of dollars moving away from non-renewable fuels to renewable fuels? And we don't even want to talk to each other. We can't even say hello to each other. We're walking down the the path in Blackrock, one of the greatest untapped resources in Melbourne. And it's it's a great secret. Even now, as I speak to you, it's still a secret. And um, if you can't talk to people, If there's no connection, why would you try to save the environment? Here's a great question. So there was a report. It's the EAT report, E-A-T, which I love. Uh, And it was commissioned by The Lancet. And uh, it's Food, Planet and Health, Healthy Diets from Sustainable Food Systems. And I was reading this today as part of my, um, my CPD for my fellowship, right, which is what I do. So it was written by um, Professor Walter Willett, MD, um, from the School of Public Health in Harvard University. So, and, and it goes into a lot of detail. And there's a few things that are really striking in this particular report. Um, and there's a really big shift towards making our diets more than 50% plant-based and less than 10% animal protein-based, um, which may 
be a saviour. It may actually be a boon. It could be what we need to save the planet from a food perspective if we need to get our farming back on track. But there were statistics in there that pointed to the fact that there was nearly a billion people that are undernourished on the planet right now, um, nearly a billion people undernourished, which is unbelievable. It also points to the fact that in the U.S., um, their macronutrient ratios are way out of whack. So across the world, across the world, we consume 288% more animal protein than what we need and 293% more starchy plant-based vegetables than what we need. That's basically potatoes. Um, and then 153% of dairy. But what I found really fascinating was that in America, America alone consume 638% more red meat than what they actually need. That's mind-blowing, 638%. That's six and a half times more meat. That's just meat. We're not talking chicken and fish. Oh, I shouldn't laugh, but I am. That is meat Um, more than what they need, uh, which is unbelievable. They they consume 171% or nearly two times as much potato as what they require they have nearly three times or 300% more eggs than what they require, 234% more chickens than what they require, which is two and a half times more, and 145% more dairy than what they require. But in terms of plants, they're drifted. Like they're so far away from how many plants they need. Yeah, what are they? Are they in a deficit with plants? Oh, yeah, by miles. Like, like what does it say? Like by... minus 700%? Yeah, like they're probably they're probably consuming less than or just around about fifty percent of what they really require. Fifty percent, which almost feels like that. That's still a high number. Now, one of the things, and Wilma Brantner, welcome back to um, the podcast, Wilma. She's uh, joining us live from the US. Um, one of the things that's really fascinating about this is that Wilma says, "Not in this American home," and I would absolutely, totally agree. Now, here's the thing, right? These this data is skewed by those people that skew it. And so if you think about this, Wilma is skewing it in the other direction and it doesn't even register. Does that make sense? So Wilma has a lot of plants. She's not over-consuming cows and horses and sheep. She's not over-consuming that. She's actually consuming the right amount of red meat for her and her husband. And the statistics in America are still 638%. So quite, you know, quite, quite significant quite significant so um anyway just worth uh, considering that so just throwing that out there throwing that out there i just want to read some of these comments because um there's some really great comments in here so um jesse says so good that was my thoughts exactly we'll never forget that laugh out loud oh that was all about you dancing i mm-hmm. love that uh wilma says not this american home pete says have we got australian stats or they're not available not in this report pete i've got south um asian i've got southeast asian stats um which were interesting um, essentially, we just eat 125% more potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, Australia is considered to be South Asian. Um, maybe South Asian could just be India, maybe the subcontinent. I don't know. Um, Doug says, no red meat consumed in our American house. We have to admit I've been hitting the Brussels sprouts a lot lately. That's good. That's good for the environment too, I've got to tell you, Doug. And, uh, and Pratesh is saying, I'm telling you, broccoli is the answer. I love it. Wilbur says, yeah, it makes sense. Michelle says, balance. Now, that's a, great, that's a great thing, Michelle, is balance. But I can tell you this, that in this report, the balance equation is totally different. Even like, the people totally that, different. yeah, this is, this is like I've just been writing all of those numbers down feverishly 
Yeah, um, like a like a reporter. There's there's so much to take in. I'm writing I'm writing down culture with big boxes around it like the American eating culture. I'm writing down all of the numbers. I'm then yeah. doing the maths on 50%, more than 50% plant-based is an ideal and less than 10% animal. Well, what's in between? Like where if you're going to get to 100%, like what are they saying? 90% plant, 10% like I'm I'm thinking of you doing um the palm method and I I'm pretty sure we're going to have to come back to that in this episode because I still maintain that the simplicity of your teachings and, and philosophies on this are, are timeless. All of these reports into it. I'd love to interview Walter Willett. Is, do you reckon he's a guest worth, worth a discussion? Yeah, I think so. And we get the uh, we get the data interpretation straight. From as long as it's not dry. I'm not having one of those boring, yeah. boring. I'll reach out to Walter. 20 minutes. reach out to him and, and have a look. But it, we know we're looking at, um, at the United Nations and the Paris Agreement, and we're looking at ways in which um, we can have a sustainable diet. And, um, and and this is all really incredibly important because with our current farming, farming practices, we are destroying the environment and we are creating an environmental disaster. So we do need to change it. So sure. one of my big kind of insights, particularly when I stopped being vegan – Yes. Was that in all of the literature, and you know, I've still got them up here. I can, I've got my bookshelf up here. I could, whether it's was reading the the China study, or if I was reading David Wolf, or if I was reading, um, oh, any of the any any of the books that I just pulled out, John Robbins and all the rest of it. John Robbins is definitely the more balanced and measured of them. But what I found interesting is that so many of the stats, and I feel like even with all of these, it's so skewed to fast food consumption. So then all yeah. farming of of meat gets put into this one box yeah. called farming. And I think I think of some of the people that we've spoken to on here, and I even remember all even your conversations back on the wellness guys. But you know, if I think of Charlie Arnott, who's a regenerative farmer, who yes. would never raise uh, cattle for McDonald's, right? And then I think of the way that you eat meat, Alan Savory, I think of the way you eat meat, I think of the way we eat meat, I think of the way we observe longevity cultures eat meat. They they do not overdo it. It is such a sacred, and I still remember one of our attendees going, do you think we could, and it wasn't a mean question, she was just really curious, do you think we could watch Ilya um, slaughter a goat? Mm -hmm. And... um, and Ilya uh, said, "I'm sorry. It's it's uh, not to say it's a traumatic process, but it is. It's a, it's very emotional. It's really it's a it's a big thing to kill an animal in order to eat. And most of us as consumers have completely lost that. We've lost that proximity to the process. Even I bought half a dozen snags yesterday, and I'm driving home, and they're in the car, and they're in a brown paper bag, and it's like you forget so much how how." intense that process is for someone and but most of the farming of animal protein has been done where it's lost all emotional connection to the land and the life of that animal so the statistics often seem so skewed to mcdonald's patties and hungry jacks and And all you can eat and kfc chickens but what about the people like you and me and Wilma and people that are watching or listening to this right now that actually don't engage in that behavior 
um, because it almost feels like as as someone that's been vegan and is now an omnivore, thanks to your wise counsel over the years, that um, I don't fit in either camp. I'm not in the vegan will save the world camp, but I'm not in the eating meat is the best thing, like eating lots of meat, you know. I'm not in the Sam Kekovich eat your lamb. I'm just in like... <laughs> I just want a bit of everything. I want a palm yeah. method, you know, and yeah. there's, there doesn't seem to be much messy middle. It seems to be extreme statistics. What what do you reckon? Yeah. Well, it's, so I think the, the middle ground is definitely close to the palm method. And when I, when I read this report, which has got a lot of science, a lot of data um, all the way through it, it talks about making your plate 50% plant foods. I've always said that. Like mm-hmm. I've always said that 50% plant foods um, in terms of vegetables and salads and, um, and fruits, you know, that's, that's what I've always said, which is really great. The new definition or the refined definition really is looking at where do we source our proteins from. That's the better uh, question. Where do we source? This is, the, yeah. This is, this is it. This is it because the fishery is being eroded. Um, you know, the land is being eroded. And so we've got to we've got to be really mindful of that. Um, there's a lot of thrown out produce, like it's discarded, um, or it's. You know, we wouldn't have a hunger a, problem if we actually didn't throw all of our food out. That's the saddest thing of it all. I know, isn't that incredible? Like, why would we throw it out when there's people starving on the streets? Mm. It just blows me away. But there's um, there's significant issues with this, and it, the, so yes, we can move towards plants, no doubt about it. But in the shift and the movement towards plants, it increases our requirement for the utilization of water to keep our plants um, growing. Um, the flip side of that is if we don't change our farming methods, then we're using more nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium, NPK, to get all of that going. That's going to ultimately destroy the land. Um, we're going to lose biodiversity. We're going to be destroying our bacteria that's actually in the land. So not that I'm suggesting that we need to be um, – any more animals to substitute that we need to find ways in which we can be sustainably farming um and that's this report goes into that because the it talks about climate change land system change freshwater use nitrogen cycling phosphorus cycling biodiversity loss um and it talks about different you know controllable variables and all that sort of stuff. it's a great it's a great report and um and i'm not too sure if i'm actually able to share it maybe i might try and find it online and see if i can find it online a link to it but it is a great report for us just to consider that with this comes a lot of change and like not just a small little uh, drift in the direction we're heading. It's a U-turn in the direction that we're heading. Uh, it's the same as climate change from a perspective of, um, of energy. We can't just flick the switch and stop using oil. We need oil for so many things. Like We mm. need oil for so many things. So, you know, to move towards an electric car, where do you think the electric car in Melbourne gets its electricity from? From burning coal. How do they make so, the batteries? <laughs> yes, from lithium. And so we think about that and there's a lot um, that has to take place in order to shift before mm. we can actually get this right. So it's not just a matter of going, yes, I promise to be at zero emissions and I'm going to buy heaps of carbon credits. There's a lot to go with it. Um, so, yes, changing our diet, moving towards more plant-based um, diet um, is very, very important. And Pratesh makes a great point. And Pratesh actually says, I guess it comes down to exercising individual responsibility to save our planet. And yes, you are right. And we can all start by doing that in our kitchens. We can all start by doing that from where we buy our produce. There's no doubt about that. Um, How we bag up our produce. Do we need to be using plastic bags to do that sort of stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I'll tell you what, 
if we're not talking to our neighbour, do we need a unbelievably good planet? Well, this, we yeah, and this is like you said, if you're going to judge your neighbour for what they eat or um, where their kids go to school or what car they drive or whatever, well, who cares how healthy the planet is if there's nothing to experience on the planet. But what you've also said here, which while well, I'm writing down as well, is if we don't um, adjust our lifestyles, where a lot of people are eating fast food. I look at look at the ads. I'm watching the tennis at the moment and all of the ads for Menu Log and Uber Eats. I'm like, oh my gosh, the rise of just not cooking at home the, must be there because it's all over the ads. It's all over TV. And everything that you and I are saying is let's get back to the art of, and this is, don't get me wrong, I'm not poo-pooing takeaway. I freaking love it. What I'm saying is it's clearly in high demand, but... If we look at cultures and we've lived this and we do it and we've all made adjustments, why are we doing that? Why aren't we cultivating the time in our day or our weeks to shop for really good produce and spend an hour in the kitchen making the meal and enjoying that as a as a a, a de-stress or a calming down. You know, watching Damo in the kitchen is watching a master at work, but it didn't happen overnight. I know when he was studying accountancy, smoking basil, um, that (laughs) it wasn't going to be his life's purpose to spend time in the kitchen. But you ever go to Damo's house and he slices the tomatoes so calmly and then he picks the basil out of his... He's like Rowan Atkinson in Love Actually. He just does it so consciously and if you're hungry you're going come on damo for god's sake just get it over and done with but he he cuts the tomato he gets the know. basil he yeah. puts the oil gets the gets the bocconcini out just slices it so just beautifully bit of oil bit of salt bit of pepper glass of rosé and it's so deliberate now you can't get that with menu log deliveroo uber eats mcdonald's all the rest of it, and the vast majority of their protein source is the is the is the numbers that Damo just read out at the beginning of this episode. It's coming from those, and that you don't get to control the portion sizes in there. You don't if they're putting a hundred fifty gram beef patty in your burger. I don't see many people cutting it in half down to seventy five, and then you've got a, and then you've got a food wastage problem anyway because it's already been processed. This is not you know so. It's our culture and our responsibility, and it's um, that cracking your stress code, as Damo allocutes so well, that I think is also at the forefront of change in this um, domain as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree, PC. A whole lot more data to come from that report, and um, and will we will we um, interview William? William? Yes, we'll William Willett, Walter, Walter Willett, Walter, Walter. Walter. Yes, Wal- I thought that was wrong. When we interview Walter. Uh, we'll drill down on that and get a lot more detail and data on it. But um, it really is a great article. It's 30 pages. It's great. But um, it really got me thinking, and I'd love us – it's not that we need to be doing one thing at a time. Um, so some people go, oh, yes, I'm doing my bit for the planet. Um, I've got a recycling bin. Um, or I'm doing my bit for the planet. Um, I'm now not using paper cups. I've got a keep cup. Um, or I'm doing my bit for the planet. Um I'm cooking from home. There's so many things that we can do, little one percenters all the way along the way. Um, and you just don't have to do one thing at a time. But one of the greatest things you could do for the planet is help people be happy. And you do that by maintaining connection. And that's how we'll get a better planet. 
got to be happier. Oh, I love that. Be a better friend. Be a better community member. Damo loves Black Rock. He's the mayor of Bayside. He is <laughs> the smiling assassin around Melbourne town. Yes. This has been great. I've just written down, Damo, on the yes. back of our commitment last week, 15 living legends in 2022, 15 chats, 15 chinwags, 15 Q&As from our listeners, yes. and then I've just closed the circle, seven subject matter experts like a Walter Willett. Walter. We've got Chloe McLeod coming up to talk FODMAPs. Yep. yep. Um, but you can't have too many subject matter experts because with all love and respect... I'd be out of a job. Yeah, and you just, you know, they're not always the most engaging chats. But our seven will be do not miss. They'll be kickers. They'll be kickers. Um, They'll be there. So that's great. Love this chat, as always. And um, your wisdom knows no boundaries, Damo, and I thank you for bringing this important topic to us today. So, uh, again, like most conversations on here, there's a bit of maturity in this. It's not just one way or another. Um, It's a holistic approach to improving the health of the planet, but uh, improving the health of social relationships and life in general is just as important. Damo can be found at, yes, damienchristoph.com. Uh, yes. I just want to say hi to Von. She oh, Von's joined on. Vince, Von's joined. Yeah, Von, yeah, came in. And, and Vincent came in. And Wilma's missing BlackRock, which I know they must be, for sure. Wow. And, um, and Pete wants to know when we're going to get Arna on. He's coming That's on. A great question, actually. <laughs> he's well, he's, yep. he's, yeah, he's coming. He's coming. Uh, I've just, I sent Pete a message today saying that uh, taking Darby, you know, I can say this because Darby doesn't know yet, and he's definitely a shout-out to a person that doesn't listen. He is nine. Darby and I going to the uh, Young Warriors camp, Rites oh, of Passage. Yeah. Yep. Um, nine-year-olds are full on, man. You remember when Jacko was nine? <laughs> it's time. It's time. So um, yeah. we're going to get Anna on. Maybe it'll be around that time because um, the vicinity will be there. Um, Love it. All right. com is where you find all of Damo's wisdom. Myself, au to all of our listeners and viewers on Facebook. If you're not a viewer on Facebook, get online. It's the only time Damo and I are on the socials each week. We are as close to invisible when we are not doing 100 Not Out. We're almost um, anti-social. <laughs> but no, um, really. the reverse of that is just that we don't like socials. Yeah, it works. Uh, at yeah. 100 Not Out because it's not, it's not tactile enough. I know I can't I can't high five you as my kids keep on trying to touch my MacBook Pro screen. I'm like kids, it's not an iPad, it's a laptop. You can't touch it. Um, I went to chain. I went to zoom in on my page on my book the other day. Yeah, that was a sign of the times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the specs, oh, the no, specs, spec like, savers. You know what it was? I literally had the page open on a proper book, and I went like this. On the book. Yeah. Didn't zoom in. Oh, no. Oh, you did it on, like, the yes. real book? On the... On the like, paper. on this? You went like this? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. That is too good. I love it. I love yes. it. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sign of the times. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love it. All right. Yeah. Until next week, folks, thank you for your support of the podcast. Don't go pinching your book page. And uh, until next time, may the rest of your life be the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Boston Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.